Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going, John? Gilmore here. Hey, I don't like all those jokes you're doing at my expense, man. So you know what I did last night? Remember what we were doing? Eating enchiladas, corn dogs. Slipped a little something into your salsa. It's called the yellow fever. Got it from an ancient Chinese sailor. Got one of these, too. And a mogwai. It's adorable. So, it's fatal. <laughs> Guess what? You're dead, bro. <laughs> Who's laughing now? Mmm. <laughs> Don't we look pretty? <laughs> Sorry you're dying. Oh, by the way, I taped over your copy of Bloodsport. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> Hello? Bro? What? No, wait, listen. Gilmore did something to me. What? He put something in my corn dog. Creepy. He said it's called the yellow fever. Let me let me do some research. <coughs> Alright, it says here you need to run a, a, a gauntlet. What the hell is a gauntlet? No way, John. This is too risky. I'll do it. Alright, listen. The ancient Wakanoba tribe, they'd send their sick villagers into isolation, and they'd have to face their fears and watch things so terrible that the sickness would think they were already dead. And then it would have nothing to do but move on. Problem is, part of them did die. Sounds good enough, I'll do it. Do you have anything that terrible? I have an idea. Perfect. John! John, no! John!
guys. Welcome to episode six of Geekscape. I'm joined by two friends of mine, uh, the directors of Crank. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves on the mics? What's happening? You put your uh, mic by your cross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mark Neville Dean. I'm Brian Taylor. And uh, what were your roles in the film? Writers, directors, and uh, I played the uh, homeless guy. Did you really? On Fifth and Flower. That's really my good. my phone. Nice. Who wants to grab that? Your phone sounds like a ray gun going off. Yeah. I don't even know where it is. Hello. You know what? My apologies. It's over there somewhere. Mm. This giant beam's just going to come down and you're going to disappear. Yeah. You know, it's um, a plasma beam. So we, we'll get to cranking a little bit, but we went to see a movie. Smoking Aces, Joe Carnahan's new movie. And uh, you guys went to the premiere. How was that? Uh, it was really cool. I, I, I was too drunk. I don't really remember. <laughs> Did you see Trust the film? me, it was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What no, the, the, the film was cool. Um... You know, I thought I kicked ass. I, I wasn't into all the exposition, but I think mm-hmm. some of the coolest, uh, you know, shootouts I've ever seen. Right. Um, big, big good guns. So this is a movie about Buddy Israel. Buddy Israel. And he's played by Jeremy Piven, uh-huh. and he's basically uh, a dude who's like a, like a Vegas performer, um, and he works his way into the mob and starts thinking he's the big shot until he gathers too much information. The mob sees him as a... You know, he starts burning bridges. The mob orders him dead, puts a hit on yeah, his head. Basically, he could be an informant right. and turn them all in. <laughs> and then uh, you've got... Um, Guess what Carnahan said was like he'd always wanted to... He was always like interested in the story of, of, of the, the, the legend that you hear of like Frank Sinatra right. having all these mob connections. You know, what would happen if a guy like that who had the privilege... Of just by being an entertainer, having access to all these people, what would happen if one of those guys just said, "Well, fuck it, I'm just going to turn the corner and just get into this world." Right. So, 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 what's his name? Uh, the dude um, who who heads the um, FBI, who plays him in the Andy movie? Garcia. Andy Garcia. Yeah. I, I keep thinking of him getting st- like killed by the Yakuza in in, in Black Rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember yeah. Andy Garcia. Uh, he orders. Uh, he has Ray Liotta and uh, Ryan Reynolds go and, and rescue him. So that he can turn right. evidence, right. and it's kind of this race to this penthouse in Reno. Yeah, and every um, every badass is on his way to collect the, the one million dollars. Meanwhile, Ray Liotta and, and uh, Ryan Reynolds have this terrible job of having to get him out of there safely. You know, and it all kind of comes to a head, and like within thirty minutes of everything. Um, so you guys movie, like you know, movie. yeah, a movie like this, it's like all that plot and story and stuff like that. It's it's kind of like the diamond and snatch. Like nobody mm-hmm. really cares. It's just like an excuse. To do cool scenes and cool shootouts and introduce, but like having all the hitmen like converge on the one person—that's what was great about the movie, you know. Seeing all the different styles of people and the performances were awesome. Oh yeah, they really you know, were. Like, yeah. you you don't see these movies for the performance; you see it for the action. But to get an awesome performance out of a lot of character actors, oh, yeah. really kind of sprinkles it. You know, uh, it was actually you know we were talking. It's kind of funny because there were guys in this movie who we had talked about names that were floated around before we made crank and we thought i don't know if i should say any specific guys but we thought man that guy's just not cool that guy'll never be cool yeah carnahan made him cool I and mean, he got fucking hot performances out of some of these guys mm-hmm. and, and they're it, all good i mean even with narc and stuff like that he was able to i mean you remember the performances in that movie like oh yeah jason patrick who you know he can be cool sometimes but you know you know him as a good actor and he became this really awesome actor and uh, you know character in, in Narc, and uh, I'm I'm always thinking that comedians and actors like that can always make a really good change towards drama and action because their range has to be wider. You know, as a comedian, if, uh, 
you probably have to work more without a net. And the safety in the crutches that you get as an actor, you have less of them because you're always going for the you're always hitting for the fences. So when you're well, asked yeah, I mean, to do you're, another you're, role like you're, Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey, you but know, you're more protected, especially guys who like if they've ever done stand up or, mm-hmm. or live comedy. You know, as a, as, a, as an actor, as a movie actor, a lot of these guys just come straight to movies and they're just like, they're so protected. Mm-hmm. You know, they always know that they can protect the set, that they can do 50 takes, they can get it just right, they can be as intimate as you want. Whereas some of these guys who've been out there trying to do comedy in a fucking room, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like live or die. I mean, you got to learn survival skills that regular actors just don't have to learn. You know, so I don't know, maybe that... Yeah, that's part of it. Because Ryan Reynolds was like two girls in a pizza shop or something <laughs> like that. Well, I mean, he was this dude who, before Blade 3, which nobody saw, but before Blade 3, like... Dude got jacked for that movie, though. Nobody was thinking about it. You know, nobody was thinking about him as an action guy. And, and he comes out in Blade 3, and the dude's totally buff, and girls are into him. And, uh, I mean, you see that in this film. I mean, the guy holds it. You know, and, and, and I mean, there's not like a clear protagonist, but he starts breaking out of the pack. You know, it's it's just an awesome movie. Yeah, it was very cool. We yeah. liked it. And the, and, and the gay Nazi psycho road warriors what guys. Fuck. Yeah. That was pretty fun. That's hot. Great. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. With I like, mean, we're not going to throw spoilers out, but. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we can't. But there is a kid with a boner. <laughs> there is that. Karate boy. The little karate yeah. boy. Yeah. He, he was the best. It's your favorite part of the movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's nunchucks? I was nunchucks. fucking kicking. How do they shoot that? Is that just, is that just camera control? Like, uh, like do they just... Oh, they probably, they probably ramped it. Might have done that in post. Yeah, it's just post. Just post. Just post. Car and hands on that shit, you know? He's a, I mean, did you guys see his first movie? Nark? No, the one they did before that. No. No. He did it like, for like $5. What was it called? It's like Blood and Octane, Blood and Bullets. Oh, yeah, blood yeah, yeah, yeah. And, You know, Bullets yeah, and Octane yeah, yeah, yeah. or something oh, yeah. like that. Yep. And uh, didn't see it though. And people kind of shoved it aside as like a Tarantino wannabe, you know, or something that was trying to cash in on all the, the, the craze that Tarantino started. You know, uh, Carnahan actually said something great the other day that I heard, um, which is so true. Which is like uh, Tarantino, as great as he is, and we all love him, and you know his movies are uh, sort of era defining in a way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he sort of gets credit that he doesn't deserve because like. Ever since Pulp Fiction, any movie that has guns, any movie that has good dialogue, people, you know, is automatically a Tarantino yeah. ripoff. I mean, and I, you know, I don't think Snatch is a Tarantino no. ripoff, but I mean, it's naturally going to come into that category. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that Robert Rodriguez movies are Tarantino ripoffs, but it, you know, immediately if you have a certain content now, it's like, and that's you know, it's a credit to like how important that guy was as a filmmaker. But at the same time, I mean, we should be able to do crime movies without being compared to Tarantino. Did you, now, did you guys? What was the process of getting Crank made? You know, did you guys have that kind of problem? Or you, you know, in a way, it was really easy. Yeah, I mean, well, what we did was we bought forty-four magnums and just you know walked in to Lakeshore and Lionsgate and and uh, sort of held up the administration. Yeah, yeah and the magnums weren't very big, but the, we had forty-four of them. Yeah, <laughs> they start leaking water, and they're just like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> we got it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like any process, right? I mean, we we wrote it quickly enough. We, we mm-hmm. did this thing and, like, banged it out in four and a half days. Um, four and a half days? That is true. So you guys yeah. lived it, basically. Yeah, we did. We lived it. I mean, we, we I think we started talking about it at Jumbo's Clown Room in Hollywood. Right we, around the corner from my apartment. Exactly. We, really? We, uh, yeah, I'm nice. right there on Winona. Stalk <laughs> nice. me. 
And, um, you know, we outlined the thing, knocked it out, and we sat on it for about a year because we were directing commercials, um, like Nike, Motorola, you know, shit like that. And we decided to give it to our production company, and they read it and really liked it. And they said, you guys really need an agent, you know, and this movie should be made. And we're just like, okay, cool, let's let's do it. We basically uh, gave it to our agency. They hooked us up with Lakeshore. I mean, there's a lot of shit that happened in between. Mm-hmm. Lakeshore took it out to the studios. All the studios were like, yeah, I don't know. This guy bangs this girl in Chinatown in front of like 400 people. We're not yeah. sure if we can make this, but people loved it. They, they, the response to it was, this is a fucking kick-ass script, but we can't make it. And we heard that, you know, for about a year. We got some actors attached. Um, the studio didn't like the actors. They fell out. And then, and then Lionsgate came in. And mm-hmm. They read the script, and uh, they got it. And they do movies like this. Right. You know, they take risks. And they took risks on us, which was awesome. Um, you know, we got Jason, and then we were off to the races. Yeah. You know. Is he cool? Is he cool to work with? What do you think? He's a pussy. Uh, is he? Is he as tough? <laughs> is, is he as tough in real life as, as he is in the? He in could this movie? fuck the three of us up in, in a matter of minutes. Really? Yeah. He's a tough guy. Yeah. But the great thing about some of these guys you watch them, you're like, ah, oh, funny baloney. I say that to myself. In yeah, the I mean, no, I mean, look, Jason's a, you know, he's a, he's a badass fucking criminal who's a mixed martial artist. Um, really? Yeah. Jason's you know. no joke. And the, and the great thing about it is like. Um, Never gave us any problems. Really? You know, I mean, because you guys would have gotten your ass kicked. What was it? Was it, did it ever come to like where you guys? Depends, depends heads? if we got no, because because you got skills. You got like a finishing move. What? You probably have some finishing moves. Yeah, I'll show it to you later. Okay. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, he was, <laughs> but he was like, uh, you know, he was, he was, you know, you hate to say it, but I mean, the guy was just like a total fucking pleasure every day. He did mm-hmm. whatever we needed him to do. He did more than any actor we can think of would have done. Right. You know, he, he would have done every stunt in the movie if insurance let him. You guys asked a lot of them, of them, too, to do those baking scenes with we David did. Smart. We that did. would have been hard. And, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, there's sometimes when, as a director, you just have to step in and show him exactly what you want. Right. Right. And that was one where you didn't have any... E- even if it becomes an awkward moment. Yeah. Especially when she's asking for the directors to step in. That's right. So... Did you guys ever have any fights over her? Huh? Between the two of you guys. No. No. Is no she cool? There. Is her boyfriend cool? Does she have a boyfriend? Uh, we, she he does. was barred from the set, so yeah. we, we don't know. He was barred? But, uh, <laughs> no, they're, he was, they're, you barred him from the set? Because he had to do this stuff. You don't want <laughs> They're both, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. You just don't want her to let be me, self-conscious. Let me you tell you I mean? why the boyfriend's cool. Uh-huh. We never saw him. Well. That's, you know. You think he but, exists uh, for real? What if you, I mean. I don't know. I, 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 I saw no evidence that the guy existed. Yeah, And she's cool, though, right? Yeah, Amy's great. Would she be into a guy with, like, a huge closet full of comics? Hmm. Would that maybe get her? You were going to say something else. Would she be into that? Oh, I have nothing else to offer. You know, <laughs> with a huge closet full of comics. That's about that's about the extent of what I got. You know, one yeah, night, yeah, she maybe, got she got maybe. drunk one night after uh, after shooting, and she did say something about that. Okay, good. Like, why good. are all the fucking dudes I end up with yeah. comicless? Like, why does that yeah. happen? Yeah, we're gonna do that. It's you like know. a pattern. You know? Her boyfriend probably ble- flees blood, right? That's right. She said she wanted to be made love to on top of uh, like Hulk and Spider-Man comic you books. You know what? That'll probably bend the spine. So, Amy, I'm going to have to pass. Oh. I can't do that. I'm sorry. The comics come first. You know? You, know. you got to admire the dedication. I'll be like, oh, Amy's smart now. Uh, listen, ba- oh, it, baby, yeah. baby, don't, don't, don't touch that. That's limited edition. You could end up with a staple in your ass. Yeah, right. Right. I'm not doing that. Like in Critters. Do you guys remember that, those movies, Critters, from the from the? I remember. Remember when the dude comes down? He's a bounty hunter, and he has to kill the critters, and he's mm-hmm. masking himself to look like humans, and so he's getting references off of TV, and he gets a Playboy, 
he references it, and when he becomes the centerfold, he has a giant staple in his stomach. You remember that shit, don't you? Classic. You did. You, you stayed up and watched all those crap movies, didn't you? We've watched a lot of crap movies. In case, you know, if, if you've seen Crank, then you know you probably figured that out. I love it. I mean, I watched it. I don't know if Mark told you this. I watched it out in the middle of the desert. I was out in uh, Palm Springs, and they have a dollar theater. <laughs> and that's the place. I mean, not to offend you guys for not paying high dollar to see the film, but literally that's the closest thing to a grindhouse we still have. Yeah. You know, in the dollar theater, you know, your feet are sticking to the floor. Yeah. You get into the seat. The seat's like bending funny. Well, tell and, them about uh, the uh, jar of Vaseline that you brought. I did. <laughs> I did. I brought that. I played a little game uh, with the hole in the, bo- in the popcorn. You know, self by yourself. Yeah, just by myself. You know, I was hungry. I think crank for a buck with a jar of Vaseline is like perfect. I mean, that's ideal. Yeah. And, and there's a thing about this movie. You were talking about it, Mark. How if you're late five minutes to this movie, you may just not. Get yeah, it. you're screwed. Because it's not a straight up serious. No, you need to understand the aesthetic and the attitude of Crank, and we give that to you right away with you know the video game graphics and bang your head. You right. Know, metal health. It's like quiet riot. You know, we want to let you know what you're getting into, you know. And do we, I mean, we have complaints, you know, in our audience. People were like, why the hell did you recommend this movie? I didn't think it was that great. <laughs> I mean, those dudes just probably didn't get the fun of it. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of movie well, that you yeah, want to stay up all night watching with your friends in a series of films. Right. You know, and they're probably right, right, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're right. It's <laughs> terrible. No, but... um. Well, yeah, and the commercials, like, from the advertising, they, they basically sold it as a straight... You know, action movie, grim, you know, kind of thing. So I, I don't think anybody really knew that it was a comedy until they got 10 or 15 minutes into the movie. And you kind of scratch your head and go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this isn't what I thought it was going to be. By the time of the bar fight, when he's in there looking for coke, and the, and the black dudes come up and they all point guns at him and he takes them all on to get his adrenaline pumping. And, you know, you see that in a lot of movies. John Carpenter, early on when he didn't have a, a lot of budget, you see it in like uh, Escape from Precinct 13 and stuff. Where the person's that was a blend of two movies. But you, but you know Escape what I mean? from Precinct. Or, 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 or uh, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, uh, Precinct Thirteen. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he used it in a couple of his movies where you'll see the characters on camera watching another character's actions, which they didn't have the money to shoot, and they'll be narrating like, "Oh, he's almost to the car." Remember the scene in Precinct Thirteen where the yeah. dude's escaping? It's great. Through the, the sewer, he's trying to get to the car, and you're like, and, and "It's like, come on, dude, that's it's a budget thing, but it's kind of a cop out." And when you guys cut out the fight scene in a normal action movie, pulling a move like that where you just cut to the exterior of the bar, that's a fucking cop-out, you know? And you're just like, who the hell are these guys? But what you guys did with that shot is so funny. And if you don't get it by that shot, you should really leave the theater because that was funny as hell. Probably. I mean, it goes back to, like, Heathcliff where where you have, like, like cats fighting and and the fists and, like, the the exclamation marks are coming out. I mean, that's what you guys did. I mean, what were your references for this movie? You know, like, what was some of the stuff you guys like that led you to be like, oh, we'll just shoot an exterior of the fight scene outside the bar and have the thing hitting, like, bass, like... (laughs) <laughs> like people are hitting the walls and it's causing the building to move. I, I don't know if there were any specific references. I mean, just you didn't like watch from Heathcliff. Uh, no, come over but to the monitor. <laughs> I want to show you some Heathcliff. But from moment to moment in this movie, the whole idea was just like keep trying to surprise ourselves, you know, and just do stuff that we wouldn't expect to see. Do you guys do that? Like uh, where where um, you direct for each other in the hopes of like you know if, if like like Brian, you're like okay. If, 
let, let me throw this idea at Mark. And if he's into it, if he's excited by it, then I know it's a good idea. You know, and, and you guys end up trying to like top each other, and that's how the movies we do a get lot of that. Up. You know, we uh, we don't like other people's opinions, but we like our own opinions. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just kind of bounce them off each other. Um, it's pretty much how we work. <laughs> and you guys man your own camera, and right? we're competitive. So like, it's like he'll have an idea, I'll try to beat it, and then he'll beat it, and then we just go back and forth until it's good. And you guys shoot your or own really stuff. Really bad. Yeah, we shoot everything. You know, and and how is that? Like, do you guys have a DP on this? Well, you have to. I right. mean, the union requires you to. Uh-huh. So, um, so we did, and he's cool. Um, but if you look at the stuff that we've shot, and you look at this, it's the same. You mm-hmm. know, we we do it all. Um, and it must have been good to have a third, you know, pair of eyes on the set. Always good, really Maybe, awesome. and, and also to have, uh, you know, somebody lighting a scene that we're going to be shooting a couple hours ahead to save us time when we get mm-hmm. there. And he was great, you know, and at that. Um, but camera operating was great for us, and it was actually great for Jason to see mm-hmm. because he saw that we're out there on the battlefield. We're putting ourselves in danger. We're hanging off of cars going 80 miles an hour. We're hanging out of helicopters. Wait, who the hell did that? We both did, yeah. Wait, like the car was going 80 miles an hour, oh, yeah. and you're hanging out of it with the camera? Both of us, yeah. And the crash scene? I've seen it, but I mean, you, you, there's like rigs. Have you seen like the special features on the DVD I haven't yet? watched the DVD yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll, dude, you'll see some. You'll see some. You guys like the mode. jackass of directors? You'll, you'll see some interesting things. We're jackasses for sure. What the hell are you doing? Hanging out of a helicopter? You know what? That's why I want to do Adam Sandler movies one day. <laughs> I want to be like, you know what? You just kind of come in. I'll be over here. And you just say some funny lines and well, look, you I mean, make a sound effect. And then that's, that's, but that's I, no I don't want to be doing that stuff. There's you know? a lot of dire- most directors that, that we know. I mean, they sit behind a monitor and they're in a chair. Oh, I don't want to sit behind the monitor. But, you know, but, uh, but you know, and then we, we figured out to, we figured out early on that that we're just not those guys. I mean, that's boring. And you we don't can't, want that separation. Well, no, it's too. just that we can't do it. Like, mm-hmm. we're, it's boring. I mean, the most fun thing on the set is to ha- grab the camera and get into the, the fucking scene. And it's like I'm. We have to do that because, mm-hmm. I mean, we just we, we couldn't make it. We, we, yeah, we couldn't make it through the shoot. The movie wouldn't would take forever to shoot, too. It oh, would. Yeah. So, you know, you're always looking through the camera. You know exactly when you have it, when you can move on, what you want to see. You don't have to tell some guy, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> looks good. <laughs> He's <laughs> dropping acid over there. <laughs> <laughs> how, and how many days did you guys? It's 30 days um, with four mini unit days, which is like when you have yeah. a quarter of the crew. So we did it really fast. You know, we, we made all of our days. We didn't go mini into days were like car crash days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But we were shooting big days, seven page days, six page days, stuff they told us we shouldn't do. But you have to. We have to. You know, and it, and it, it must have been good for the actors to have that rhythm. You know, just Absolutely. be like. They love it. Let's just keep They don't want to be sitting around. You know, no. Yeah. You forget your lines. And you definitely forget, like, what lines? you know, the pacing, the lower lines. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was all improv. You didn't know that? So it's fun. This is it. We're going to whore it. The DVD, it's out. It's doing well, too, right? It's doing great. Uh, matter of fact, it's good that you talked to us this week because we're the number one DVD in rentals right now. We're the number one DVD for sales, and we're the number one Blu-ray DVD in the world. That's awesome. You know, It's uh, pretty cool. I mean, By, by the way, uh, for... Um, Viewers with PlayStation 3s, Blu-ray is the ultimate way to see Crank. Do you guys have a PlayStation 3? Yeah. Yes. What, how, well, we'll get to video games. Well, it's great. We'll you, talk you about that. There. You wait there. All right. But but all, you know, all I can say is like, the ultimate way to see Crank is on Blu-ray. Better than the theater. What's the difference? Does it come better out than you? It's HD. Okay. It's exactly the way that we shot it. Yeah. It looks right. And what you well, saw in the theater was you know was a cheap print. Uh, especially my from theater what we shot. 
dude. Because no. it had been like it was a dollar. Your theater, theater probably looked it had great. Like glue it was on like Super Eight or Beta or something. <laughs> well, for us, I mean, it looked. Yeah, the screen it's... is all scratched up, like the Gremlins went through it. <laughs> and it was even worse after you left. Yeah, after I left with my butter cannon, yeah. it, it was done. Like mach- you machine gun that screen. I walked down through the match. <laughs> yeah. Um, little, little much. Yeah. Of, uh, information there, buddy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. The Blu-ray is so badass. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, love it. The Oscar nominations came out this morning as of the taping of the show, yeah. and uh, we were so we surprised, man. We were so surprised. I mean, it was. I, I never thought in a million years yeah. that we would get the nomination. What did you think? I mean, they gave us what? Were they? We got best actor. Who best, we got seven uh, nominations? Who gets to keep the trophy between the two of you? We're gonna melt it down and make bullets out of it and shoot ourselves in the head. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is, I asked for the lower half of the trophy. <laughs> So, we're gonna make gold cocks, <laughs> belt buckles. Yeah. Just make spinners or teeth Ooh. to get like, you know. I need a grill. Grills, nice. yeah. Uh, two, two gold cocks. Yeah, the the Oscars came out. Um, I just want to the, the couple categories. Uh, let's see. Uh, best picture was Babel, Departed, uh, Letters of Iwo Jima, uh, Little Miss Sunshine, and The Queen. Oh, Little Miss. What did you guys see out of that? Uh, I s- Departed, mm-hmm. Little Miss Sunshine, it was great. Yeah, those are the only two that I saw too. Little Miss Sunshine was great. I saw Babel, mm-hmm. um, no comment. Departed <laughs> was okay. Iwo Jima, I saw that. How um, was it? Uh, pretty good. I mean, I was. Uh, I like both both those movies. Flies mm-hmm. of Our Fathers. No Iwo Borat. Jima. Why no Borat? Borat. Uh, Borat. Yeah. Nominated for there. best adapted screenplay. And uh, okay, okay, That's yeah. Cool. Like yeah, the Oscars are trying more and more to be hip, you yeah. know. With the yeah, like, I can like tell the by the Globes. by the nominees. Yeah, you know? Queen Babel. The Queen. Yeah, I, mean, I heard the Queen was a snooze, like a snooze fest. That's pretty hip, man. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, were, were you? I mean, I'm just not gonna go see it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, uh, they gave funny. us a screener, and uh, you know, I sat with my girlfriend, and watched it. I think it, my but Coke I, was on it earlier. Yeah. You know, nice. Coke's but great. You, you watched it with your girlfriend. Yep. What did she think? Um. Only because he know, thought we, it was a gay movie. <laughs> we we both uh, we, made you know, a sequel we, to we Priscilla. We both kind of it was desert. it was late at night. You know, I I don't want to bash the movie. Did it's it not a movie? It's not a movie for us. Late at night, put on a little. Stephen we Freer fell asleep. Right. Um, but before I fell asleep, I thought uh, James Cromwell kicked ass. Mm-hmm. They're talking about all the other actors. I thought he was like right. He was cool. That, that's the feeling I got with uh, with like best supporting actor like Alan Al- like what's his name from the older dude from uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, Alan Arkin kicked yeah, ass. Yeah, oh, good. I thought he stole it. From but me too. Uh, Greg Kinnear. Oh, you like Greg Kinnear? I liked him in this film. He's great. You know, he was yep. he was in the. He's always great. You know what? And he was good in that uh, Marky Mark movie. With the which with, one? With the football player. Oh yeah, we didn't Invincible? see that. Invincible. Uh, that opened yeah. against us. You know, we didn't see that. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I went to see Invincible, but I but I purchased Crank. All oh, right. really? They're yeah. both good movies. See, because we think a lot of people. Um, oh, oh, oh! I see you purchased yeah. the DVD. Yeah. You know what? We, oh, oh, I went to the Dollar Theater. No, for do, you, do you do you realize how much money that we lost in the box office from people paying for Invincible and then walking into our movie? Kill them. Like gangs of sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> the anecdotal evidence because of this that is was amazing. PG-13. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then our movie was R. So I mean, if you walked into Crank, you'd see five minutes after the movie started, you'd see like you know. 50, 16 year olds walk into our Did theater. you guys sit in on theaters? A couple of them. Yeah, a couple of them. We thought that was cool. We're like, oh, yeah. look at people are coming late. And then we realized they're a bunch of young kids who paid for Invincible. There was, like, there was, cool. there was a kid who couldn't have been older than 11 in front of me. 
in, in my theater. Kinda That's made, our target kinda audience. It kind of made me feel bad about the popcorn. But um, he was into it, you know? He was definitely into it, mainly because... Into uh, the popcorn or the movie? No, no, no popcorn. Yeah. No popcorn. The, the feds watch this. Um, what else? <laughs> the feds watch this. Uh, directing Clint Eastwood, uh, Stephen Frears, uh, Paul Greengrass got nominated. Uh, I haven't seen 93 yet. Is it good? It's intense. Really? You know? yeah, Inyaratu got nominated for Babel and uh, Scorsese. Best directors, you know. Uh, so, oh, what Greengrass was for United ninety three. Did you see that? You know, I I, uh, I was there. It's September eleventh, and I think it's fucking ridiculous they made uh, any of those movies right well, now. He was actually one of the terrorists. Yeah. No, really, I don't know. I I, I didn't you, see were World you, were Trade you Center in New York. Or um, I was back. Brian and I were shooting a movie in Morocco, uh-huh. and uh, he flew back to LA. I flew back to New York. Cause that's where I'm from. And uh, you know, I was there that day, so it's just like uh, I'm not ready to see that that movie yet. I think it was a right. little too quick. What was your experience like? Uh, shitty. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. I mean, I lived. Yeah. I lived up in a hard, like Morningside near Columbia, and uh, it was just an insane day to have everything just shut down around you. Yeah. And you know, uh, we really have a lot of extrasensory things: email, phones, all this stuff that we have. And literally, when those towers came out, they had a lot of the cell phone receptors on them, and your cell phone cut out. Uh, I was online. I tried not to get off because I would lose my phone connection. I mean, everybody jumps to these things to communicate with each other, tell everybody that they're okay. And we were just, all that stuff was dropping like flies. Kind of a, a scary day. You know, was your experience similar? Yes. Scary. Doesn't want to get into it. Yeah, I mean, you still sleep, you know, <laughs> lose sleep over it. Um, I don't think it's too early to make these films. You know, somebody's going to make them. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, did where did the money go from those films? Did it go to, you know, what did it go to? Right. Just pockets? Right. Did people get rich off those movies? So th- that's a moral question with you. Is like the- Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Mm-hmm. I just feel overall it's too early, but fuck it. I don't want to be talking about that. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I got you depressed. Did I get you depressed? No. You know, because pa- Paul Greengrass uh, in the news is doing uh, another film. This one's about... Uh, Iraq. He optioned a book. It's called uh, Imperial Life in the Emerald City Inside Iraq's Green Zone. Um, so he's going from a 9-11 film into I wish it was Watchmen. Fuck, I wish it was Watchmen. <laughs> Which Zack Snyder is, I guess, doing. But uh, Really? Yeah. Is that really going to happen? I don't know. I don't know, but I would love to see. I mean, you know, everybody's, Snyder, like, everybody's huh? like, dude, why would you even make Watchmen into a film? And, yeah, and it's, tough. Like, it's tough. It's tough. It's like, too you big. You're still gonna have the fucking book. You yeah, know? yeah let them true. try it. You know what I mean? I want. I, I wanted Is that the, the script ter- we got. Watchmen. Uh, uh-uh, no. I haven't ever seen a script for that. I want to see. Uh, I wanted to see the Terry Gilliam version. Yeah. Um. The, did you guys see the last one that he did? Tideland. Mm-hmm. Nobody did. I Nobody saw that. Hmm. Um, I I think we're losing Terry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Terry, but <laughs> losing him in the desert somewhere. I think we're. I mean, the last couple of movies he's made have just kind of gone further and further to the point where, like, you know, who would who who could have yeah. made the great the greatest Watchmen? Um, maybe like fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. Robert Altman. Yeah, because it's such <laughs> a, a, a fun ensemble. I mean, if he could, yeah. if he could put some energy into yeah. it, yeah, and it's a genre inversion. Right. You know, just the way that Nashville is a musical, mm-hmm. you know, and MASH is a war movie. This was a superhero movie. I wonder if he would have gone for it, you know? I, I know. mean, obviously, you know, who was who wanted to make a Watchmen movie 15 years ago, though? You know what I mean? Was, I, I think it's been in the works for 15 yeah, years, hasn't it? At least. I mean, I keep hearing about it. But is I mean, it, as much is it as... the best trade? 
Huh? Is it the best trade paperback? Everybody loves it. But I still think Dark Knight Returns is a better film. Is a better trade. Yeah, they're so they're so different. I don't know. Watchmen. I mean, Dark Knight Returns was entertaining and great and like impressive, and I loved it. But Watchmen actually like moves you. Yeah, it's an investment. I think that's I mean, why it I don't actually pick it up as like much. it actually like you know, moves you in places, right. uh, in surprising ways that you mm-hmm. didn't you know that you didn't think that. Uh, that you could get in that format. So I got, I got to give that one the edge. Yeah. I mean, there's movies and there's films, you know, films like, uh, which which one is ours? We do. Well, uh, I'll let, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. We just Netflix, uh, notorious. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I have to set aside time to see a Hitchcock movie. But if it's another film, we can just pop it on and have fun. I think notorious is a little overrated. Do you? Yeah, I do. I mean, We'll get to Hitchcock. I mean, Hitchcock could be an episode. Yeah. You know. No, of course. Oh, I, I, Hitchcock that's, could be a total. Hitchcock's episode. mine. That's my boy. <laughs> however, however, I just think what's that your, one what's is your a favorite little, one. Well, I mean, uh, Vertigo. Okay. Yeah. Rope. Really? Rope is great. Yeah. <laughs> Love. Rope. I think the acting in Rope is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Rope yeah. is underrated, definitely. That's well, um. Yeah, I mean, Crank is a movie. I mean, Crank is a movie that you can put on anytime, and you're going to have fun. Doesn't matter what scene you kick into it. Have you, if you watch it all the way through once, you're still going to enjoy it. You know? Are you offended by by the fact that you guys made a movie? No, that's what we wanted. Not, to make. not a film. We wanted to sell popcorn. Because I called the AFI, <laughs> and they and they yelled at me for for being like, you know, we're not putting that on our list. Yeah, it's, not now. It's, it's not a film, dude. Yeah, this is not a film. Well, we didn't shoot on film, by the way. So I mean. Yeah, what'd you guys shoot on? HD. Okay, cool. Sony nine fifties. I mean, could you guys have held, you know, been going eighty miles an hour, hanging out of cars with film? Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, actually, would have uh, been easier. Yeah, it, it would have been easier. Yeah, because the, the the new HD rigs that we use, the latest huge. generation, the cameras aren't huge, but they're all tethered to a deck, so you've always got a cable that you've got to negotiate around. So what we did at some points to get to get past that is we actually created this rig that you wouldn't believe you'll see it on the DVD, but mm-hmm. it's like a, a sixty pound backpack. It had the recording deck on it and all this fucking gear on it, and then we strapped it on Mark's back, and he held the camera. Whoa, no, because check this out. Because then, (laughs) no, no, because check this out. Because then he's on rollerblades. What? With a sixty-pound backpack, with literally like probably a third of a million dollars worth of gear strapped to him, and he's literally hanging onto the back of a motorcycle. You're a Sherpa on rollers. On rollers. Roller skates. I find the way. Forty, fifty miles an hour. What? This is true. You'll see the footage. Yeah, Just get you should the DVD. watch some of it on uh, the cranked out mode. That's ridiculous. But you got to get the Blu-ray because it's got more stuff. It is ridiculous. Was there any point where you guys were making? I wasn't myself that day. You're like, okay, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. But, I will die. Was by, there any point? By, where you by just the way, Sony, Sony should like give us Sony stock. Like, like we should own part of Sony because yeah. we shot this movie on their cameras and we were using it and we watch it on Blu-ray. It's the best looking Blu-ray ever. It makes Blu-ray looks better than Blu-ray looks. It looks red. But there wasn't so a point where you, where, where, where you said... We should all get free copies there, of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> there wasn't a point where, where you guys said, no, I, I, that's a dumb idea. We can't do it. You know. Well, uh, yeah, we said up until the last part. Right. We'd yeah, say, I mean, yeah, that's a dumb idea. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, if man. it was a good idea, we probably passed. And you guys ever draw straws for who gets to do it? Oh, I don't skate, so I didn't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> But we're, no, if it, I mean, if it was, we're if it was, a, it I like the yeah. next next movie. I, I like Ryan's that you're still using skating. rollerblades. 
the rollerblade people are like, wow, see, still. Yeah, mission. I, I still use uh, I use mission rollerblades. Mm-hmm. Mission iTech. And that's how you work out. You exercise on those things. I do. I do. I know. I lift weights and Nobody I. Nobody makes fun I, of you for doing. Well, I'm more of like a roller hockey. I was a hockey player. Okay. So not a lot of people want to make fun of me. Okay. It's, it's not gay the way. It's not gay the way he does. Keep in mind, it's not roller skate. I'm doing a show called Geekscape. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I can't be calling anybody. You know, a geek for doing rollerblades. Well, you know, it's not the rollerblades so much that makes it questionable. It's that he's got like the boombox on his shoulder. <laughs> it's the banana hammock. I need, I need <laughs> motivation. It's yellow. It's the bright neon I need, yellow. I need motivation. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's playing like uh, like aqua. Oof. You know, it's. I don't even know what aqua is, but I'll take it. So you guys saw the you guys saw the Departed. Uh, Mark Wahlberg started talking this past week about uh, rumors of doing a Departed sequel or prequel because they did it with. You know the Asian versions of the movies. Um, any ideas on whether or not that's a terrible mistake? Well, I think Wahlberg kicked ass in the movie. You know, got that was a surprising performance. He got nominated. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, good for him. All right. Uh, you know, the movie was good. I, I don't know. I'm not, I, 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 I didn't I buy the accent. See. What? I didn't buy the accent. Okay. That's his, that's actually his re- that's right. actually his real accent. And I buy it even less. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's actually really how he talks. It's funny because a lot of people didn't know that. Um, He's but a uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I'd want to see a Departed mm-hmm. or prequel to or you know what I mean. You know, a lot of like I, I didn't see it for a long time uh, in the theaters, and all of my buddies who were like Scorsese guys. I swear to God, I had these guys coming up and going like, "Dude, this is the best Scorsese movie ever." Like guys who should know better, like really? It's not. It's that good. And I when I finally good, saw it, I was not. like, I don't even think it's in the top five Scorsese movies. Mm-hmm. What's your top? That's how we do this. Well, give ta- me a list. Taxi Driver mm-hmm. is number one. Okay. Raging Bull, right? King of Comedy, Goodfellas, Casino. I, Goodfellas is number two for me. Which which one of those five movies? And Mean Streets isn't on there. Uh, mean Streets. Uh, which okay. one of those six movies is, is Departed better than? Right. Right. You want to tell me Departed's better than King of Comedy? I don't think so. What about the Tibet one that he did? <laughs> I didn't see that one. <laughs> you, you know what he got like in his late 90s, early, you know, I think it's better than Gangs of New York. Series? You know, oh, dude, Gangs of New York is something else. You know, I mean, that movie. But at just, the same time, that, is there pain. anything in Departed that's as cool as as the performance by Daniel D. I don't, I don't know. I, you know I, I, yeah, you're right. That, it's like, about that movie. You got a good point. I know. It's that's the only thing about that movie, movie but it's yeah. so good. Right. That it almost like sets that movie apart. Like that movie has a reason to exist. And then I look at the part. I'm like, why is this movie here? There's nothing we haven't seen in other movies that's better. You know what I mean? It's like it's all good. It's just good. But I mean, what is it in that movie that's transcendent that really needed to be? Because that's how they're talking about this. Yeah, I don't you know? see it. I think a lot of it's just people enjoy having Martin Scorsese back in it with a movie that they love watching. Well, it's definitely it was definitely engaging. I mean, obviously millions of people saw the movie what took me out of the movie the the one scene that took me out of the movie was the asian gang scene mm-hmm. i didn't buy you guys did it better that scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> were, you, were you jealous that more people were seeing that a- asian gang depiction than yours <laughs> is that what this was you were no like, but that was the one this, that was I'm the leaving. one scene where i felt it was kind of out of place that that's that's mm-hmm. all but i thought it was a good movie you know i enjoyed it were all awesome i mean dicaprio was incredible damon was incredible i mean you know it was it was really good Mm-hmm. Baldwin just, was in, you know, he was yeah, fun to Baldwin watch. Baldwin was awesome. I'm just saying, like, you know, for a Scorsese movie, and that's like, I, I just don't see how you can rank that with his great movies. Did you guys do a lot of um, gang research, you know, in person when you guys, I mean, you guys talk about, I mean, anybody can hang out of a fucking car, but dude, did you guys, like, go down low and start becoming some of the, the, the seedier characters that you guys depicted? Absolutely. Uh-huh. No. Do, no. Can, do, do <laughs> no gang bangs count no. as gang research? <laughs> 
uh, we drank in a lot <laughs> of bars. Put a tear eye drop it. on and just be like, you got to put. No, an it's eye cool, drop. but you know, we actually had some uh, real gang dudes in our movie. You know, so actually, I got a, I got a good one for you. For you, um, in the in the biker bar, the scene you mentioned, right? right. Those, Those were, were all real blacks. The, they were real blacks, yeah. and they were also real bikers from that real biker bar. Oh, wow! And I don't know if you I guys can say just showed this, up. But you guys just showed up and shot. No, but like halfway through the day, we realized it was a gay bar. <laughs> At least we think it was. Yeah, we, we don't know the true story. Our crew tells us it was, and, uh, you know, who knows? We'll. That's funny. That is actually which which, funny. which gives that movie like a real, or that scene, a really creepy undertone. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't actually written in the script. Yeah. We thought, this is scary. You know, you know I, th- I think... Um, Kiwi's Big Adventure did a better job of the biker scene, with the dude gets thrown out at the I end. I agree. You know, it's just it's just my opinion. Best better, t- best better Tim bike Bur- too. My by the favorite way. Tim Burton movie. Also, I could go thing. along with that. You know, before you start, if, if, if we could, if, if we could ever do a scene in any of our movies uh, to come, assuming we work again, uh, that's as good as Pee Wee running out of the burning pet store. It's amazing. Then I, I feel like we could retire. Yeah. Amazing. And you guys are working on new stuff, right? You guys are writing new scripts and things. We're pretty busy. Yeah, mm. we're writing three movies. What? Writing three you movies. Said two. Right now. You yeah, guys added one. Of you, last week, yeah. you guys added one. <laughs> no, we literally did uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we added another movie, but um, we're producing a movie right now called Pathology mm-hmm. with Lakeshore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a cool uh, German director on board, and we're writing a movie for Lakeshore. Another movie for Lakeshore. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're writing two more movies for Lakeshore mm-hmm. and a movie for Warner Brothers. Oh, cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so comics. You're saying that, that, that uh, Brian, you were telling me that you're... Dane Cook. Oh, comic books or... Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Dane Cook, still ahead of us on iTunes, but he can feel our breath right behind him on his neck. Literally. Um, Literally. We're coming for you, Dane. Uh, so, uh, yeah. When did you read comics? I mean, I read comics when I was a kid, and I was a collector. I mean, I used to go to the comic conventions and, mm-hmm. like, enter the art contests and all that shit, you know. And Do you draw your own storyboards? Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, you haven't lost that, that that love of drawing and, you know. No. And do you think it helped you, you know, mentally become a director, visual, you know, the Absolutely. whole visual thing? Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you're just telling stories in frames. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely pick up a feel for cutting. Right. You know. Yeah, I don't think Todd McFarlane hangs out at cars at 80 miles an hour. No, <laughs> but he does do crazy shit like bid on baseballs for, for like. That's way crazier than dollars. anything that we'll yeah. ever do. Paying seven million bucks, so, uh, insane. What kind so of stuff did you guys read? Steroid ball. Hmm? You weren't too into comics, were you? Not really. Uh, no. No, but he has. So we found out he has Hulk number one. Hulk number one. Yeah, so I've got cool. Hulk number one. I didn't even but know that. Outside of that, I've got a lot of other shitty comics. But I, you know, I read Hulk mm-hmm. and um, another comic book uh, that I don't want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> I, like you, I like how you load the gun, but you don't fire it. And we're both like... But we're uh, we're adapting this comic book into a movie, so that's why we can't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, you definitely can't talk about it. Um, but you know what? Knowing the material, I'm excited. And knowing Crank, I'm excited to see you guys do it. If you guys do it. You know what I mean? Because in Hollywood, things change all the time. But yeah. when I heard it was you guys, I'm, I endorsed that. My endorsement. That's pretty good. Yeah. Dude's got a closet yeah. full of comic books. I turned down I Amy Smart for my comic books. Uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> not at all, actually. Uh, so comics. 
Brian, what would you read? What are some of the things that... Uh... You know, I was just the old school Marvel guy, mm-hmm. man. It was like Daredevil, X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Dude, Four, all of that you stuff. You were in the store when the Secret Wars like started coming in. Yeah. Oh, oh that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like down at like Seven Eleven trying to steal copies of that stuff. Oh, that's awesome! Because yeah. that was the crossover to start crossovers. But we, yeah, you know what yeah I mean? but like, we were talking about like um, so when I stopped reading was like when they started doing foil covers. Yeah, when they started like coloring them with with Photoshop. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I couldn't deal with it anymore. Well, the papers got too nice, and the the, the prices went up. When was that? The prices you know? went up. The early nineties, when people were like, "Okay, we'll do a million foil covers." I still have people who are like, "Johnny." You know comics. Some of them may be in our audience, but they're like, dude, you know comics. So I got an issue of Spawn number one. How much do you think that's worth? It's mint condition. And I'm like, you know who else has a fucking copy of Spawn number one? <laughs> About 8 million people. Okay? <laughs> it's yeah. not worth it was, anything. It was a limited edition of 8 million. Yeah. I mean, but that's what comics used to sell in. Comics used to sell in the millions. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I get uh, the breakdown. I get the sales charts every month for comics and the hottest comic sells in the 300,000s you know and that's it uh, that early 90s when you got out a lot of people got out it really killed comics you know and even with the movies nobody cares you know you'd rather see the movie than read it you know I mean what I liked about your movies it's you definitely know, a comic book you know yeah, it is it's cartoonish it is. it's you cartoonish yeah Jason should have played the Punisher absolutely David. yeah well you can when say they, that when about when a lot of There's a lot of roles he should have played. When I found out that they were on a Punisher, he was the guy I wanted to see do it. You know, can he lose the accent? Can he do an American accent? Sure, he's a pretty good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and he actually asked us for Crank because our our movie was written as an LA guy, mm-hmm. so it was a total leap for us to take this guy. In that respect, but he asked, you know, do you want me to do an American accent? But you hear the guy talk, you're like, no, no, man, no, just talk the way yeah, you talk. It works. It's great. It works, especially in the in the trailer. My name is Chef Chelios. Like, what was your name? <laughs> my name is, is Chef Chelios, which is right up there with, my name is Domino Harvey. I'm a bounty hunter. <laughs> and you're the man now, dog. <laughs> like those phrases that are in yeah. the trailer, and you probably don't even see the movie, but they're the phrases that you're just like, shut up. Yeah, well, we want people to laugh about it. Yeah, that's, I'm Chef Chelios. Huh? We love names. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it's funny. Um, you know what? Let's call Rockstar Games right now and ask them to let you guys do the Grand Theft Auto movie. Okay. How fucking kick ass would that be? But I feel I mean, like that's basically I, what you guys. I, did. I feel like we did it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we beat them to it. It'd be like a sequel. I mean, you. I mean, it's fun like that, you know. I mean, so. But you know, it's the 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 main reason why I mean, why Crank like reminds us of GTA is because the world of Crank is this sort of open sandbox world. Mm-hmm. And this character dives into it. He goes anywhere. And he can go anywhere he wants to go and do whatever he wants to do. And for those people living in L.A. or who are familiar with L.A., you guys were pretty good with the geography. He's headed to that neighborhood. He's in that neighborhood. Well, right. Now, here's another cool thing. You, you guys know, were really careful writing that stuff. You know, we use the, the, uh, the Google Maps mm-hmm. as transitions. If you freeze those on the DVD and you look at the map position on it, that's the location where we shot the scene. So you can follow those maps literally to the actual location where we shot. So it's like star maps. Yes. We can get a little... We actually have fans guy. right now at all those locations just standing there. It's, right. it's a bunch of those 10-year-old kids. That's Man, right. I stuck into this theater. You could do a crank uh, tour of L.A. just like going through the DVD. That's cool. That's really cool. Because that drives me nuts. You watch something and it's set in a city where you're really familiar. Uh, the movie I'm reviewing next week uh, is the new Hitcher. And they shot it in Austin. 
works. Where you know, I grew we, up. we know Dave yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and uh, his cameo in the movie is pretty funny. Uh, but uh, I'm like, wait, that doesn't fucking go there. Mm. You know? You recognize the, the, the location, but it's the geography's messed up. You know, and you guys stuck really close to it. Well, we thought of L.A. as like a character in the movie. You mm-hmm. know, that's why we had, even though it was more expensive and it was a pain in the ass to shoot in L.A., we thought, you know, we well, can't really shoot it anyplace else. Because mm-hmm. like L.A., the idea of L.A. and L.A. being this ADD, you know, city without a history that just kind of only exists in the here and now is so integral. It really is. You yeah. know, it's, it's like, it's like he's, he's an extension of the city in all of its shallowness and just like congestion in his british accent that's right with the yeah. british accent <laughs> yeah. totally because everybody here is transplanted from somewhere else that's true you know um it's very rare that you meet an actual you know los angelino uh but uh video games let's keep rocking on the video games gta you guys play all those they're the best game franchise next to zelda <laughs> you know G- zelda gta z GTA and Postal 2 are the only two games I've ever beaten. What happened to Postal? I played the first one. It was awesome. The first one's great. You didn't like Postal 2? I never got it. I didn't even know it existed up until you just said it. You're kidding me. Dude, that game No, Postal was 2 is the so greatest. Postal up. 2 is the greatest game ever. It's literally a guy who just snaps and you hear voices the more you, you, you kick ass. You might need to be game. disqualified as the host of this show. I mean, there's people yeah. out there You know what? Never I, I bought the Battlestar Galactica miniseries. <laughs> Even I know Postal 2. I did too. buy the Battlestar Galactica. Dude, you realize your fans are out there right now shit. going like, "What the fuck?" No, they they are going there? Postal. <laughs> like, what's the matter with you? They're like tearing off their incredible Hulk. Dude, you need to like, get that you need to get that game today. For the PC or Get it for Well, I played it on PC. Okay. That's when I played Postal 1. Dude. Speaking the of Postal, game Postal was 1 game. was great, Dude, by the way. When you start ramping up in that game and killing a lot of people, you start hearing voices. Oh, I, know. I started looking over my shoulder. I was like, no, no, no. no wait. I know. That's the game. Okay, that's the game. Yeah. That's the game. Sometimes I get Dude, The best so thing in Postal 1, you remember in Postal 1 where sometimes just incongruously out of the blue, you'll hear, OJ. <laughs> 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 so great. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I like, what I like is those is those moments they put in the game that just make you smile. Like, oh, there's a parade today. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously, in You're Postal all Two, dead. look, Please y'all, y'all, <laughs> y- y'all know what I mean about Postal Two. But like, seriously, there are places in Postal Two. I- I'm just gonna say this, and then you'll know you got to get it today. There are places in that where just because you feel like it, like not to accomplish any mission objective or anything, you can throw a Molotov cocktail on an elephant and light him on fire. <laughs> And he goes crazy and starts stomping people, like cheerleaders. And I think stuff. it's a comment on the Republicans. It's so great. There's a there's a game feature in Postal Two where you can you can catch cats who are running around. You catch them and you shove them on their ass onto your shotgun and use them as a silencer. How do you not have this game? Where's a pen? I gotta write that down. I gotta. Get That's this. the movie we want to make, man. <laughs> Fuck GTA. We want to make Postal. But I think Huey Bowles doing Postal. You're enjoying the, uh, <laughs> dude. Wow. I mean, I think that was a franchise that just went too far, and people just. Uh, they'll, they'll be back. They'll be back. <laughs> what a. <laughs> I didn't know about the elephant, but I like it. I mean, GTA, you can do stuff, but you can't do shit that that fucked up. You know, that takes it to a whole new level. That's creative. GTA that, is a different experience. Yeah, GTA is about the experience of like of like hitting some massive jump right and it's like dawn and the and the and the sun is setting in the background you're listening like the guitar solo from sister christian and you're like getting huge air i only do the jumps when i have it goes to like third person and you see yourself just i only do the jumps when i have a hooker 
in the car. <laughs> my stepmom listens to the show right now. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's playing this game. Uh, I, not, I'm playing it, and I love it. Uh, I refuse to put pay hookers in GTA. I, d- I don't believe in it. So uh, after they're done filling up my health, uh, they start to open the, the car door, you know? <laughs> I want to see I want to see the animation of them opening the car door. And then I go, no, 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 not today. <laughs> and I start driving, right? And I try and look for the most effed up ramp that I know I'm not going to land, yeah. but I can crawl out of the car faster than they can as it lights on fire and explodes. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. That's just one of those added bonuses. Um, so you like Crank, did you? Crank was great. <laughs> <laughs> Craig was great. Craig's fun. You know, and people are like, you hyped up this film too much. I hate you. You know, so whatever. Sue me. I mean, you guys definitely didn't go out I mean, to they should hate for they everybody. Should, they should hate us. They shouldn't hate you. Yeah. They hate me for But they hate us if you don't your like stuff. the movie. You're just, the, you're, right. you're just the symptom. We're the, just dis- the, we're the actual disease. I didn't make the heroin. Okay. I just gave gave it out for free. You know. Uh what else you put? I mean, th- there's a lot of old school retro game references in this. You guys start out with the graphic that looks like a load screen from an old Atari game. What's some of the old, old, old school stuff that you guys were into? Uh, I was like uh, the king of Defender. Really? Yeah. Which and Defender is the king of games. I still believe that to this day. Are you on Xbox Live? Hmm? No. You can get a game on there um, that basically plays like Defender, where you're always shooting and you you press the buttons. But I mean. If you if you're playing like a real defender machine, that 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 thing came out. It had like twelve controls. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were like so many buttons on it. Nobody could conceive of it. Right. You know, and I remember when that fucking game first came out. The the guys who invented the game, I read some really great shit about Defender. They thought you they thought you would top it out. Research. <laughs> no, you don't understand. I mean, this game was like an obsession. I used to blow off classes like you know to like play Defender all day because like a machine was broken and it had infinite tokens. You know. <laughs> But like when the guys the, broke it. Yeah, probably. But the guys who invented that game, they, they figured you'd top it out at fifty thousand. Like the developers, they're like nobody could ever get more than fifty thousand. Because by the time it's fifty thousand, you've got twelve controls. The screen is so crazy you can't even fucking move. And so they put the game out there and they would sit on couches and like watch kids play it. Within a week, the first person had turned it over, which means you got a million and it went back to all zeros. Wow. Uh, they were just they couldn't believe it. Did you it. ever do that? Yeah, I would turn it over multiple times. Oh, and that's Jesus. why they took the defender machines out of the out of the arcades because they'd have this thing sitting out there and it'd have 50 cents in it at the end of the day because guys like me would go in and play for like two hours on one quarter. Wow. We had problems. Real what, problems. What kind of stuff did you play, Mark? Uh, it was Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my game. He had Pac-Man fever. I had Pac-Man fever. I mean, it's a classic. I mean, there were people talking on our on our site about how they would uh, just want that classic. You know, put it... Put it up, you know. Uh, we had an arcade machine upstairs. My stepmom loved Miss Pac-Man, which I guess we were talking two episodes ago was faster than the original Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man was great, you know. Um, That's but a something good game. like me, good I game. don't really see the difference. I mean, I came up. Uh, I remember the end of Atari with the ten-yard fight and stuff like that. Like I remember the very end of it, the Spider-Man game where you're going up the building and the Green Goblin's going back and forth. Yeah, yeah. There was a G.I. Joe game with a giant cobra in the middle and you had to try and safely get your G.I. Joes across the bottom. Those are the games I remember. Um, well, but you can get, remember you, like uh, you know Mario Brothers too, right. you know like but the first doing Mario those, Brothers and the Yeah, Nintendo. and then do, doing like the negative underworlds and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that and uh What's the other one I beat? I beat Kid Icarus. Oh, I don't dude. know why I played that game. But, Kid Icarus uh, was amazing. Yeah, that was a what trip. What did they do with Kid Icarus for the Wii? 
you know? Like yeah, that'd be a trip. They always update those franchises. They update the Mario franchise every time. They update the Metroid franchise and the, and the Zelda franchises every time. There's a new system. I want Kid Icarus. I would love to see a new Rygar game. So is is we really Karnov. cool? Is we really cool? Karnov is the one that I want to see. Yeah, uh, I got a game off of VJ's recommendation. Thanks, Beach. Now that I'm addicted, you dick. Um, called Elibits. You're addicted to his dick. I'm addicted what? to dick. What? I'm addicted to dick. Um, <laughs> so uh, I got this game Thanks called Elibits where uh, you're a little kid and the power goes out and you can't watch TV. That's literally the lame-ass story for this game. Uh, so to get the power back on, you have to catch these little electrical monsters running around and zap them. And it watts up your lights. Mm. And it's if you're into things like Katamari Damacy, where you roll a giant ball and it gets bigger. If you're into the puzzle games, remember Lemmings? Remember the Lemmings games? Where you had a bunch of little guys walking across the screen. And Wasn't you that like an Apple game or something? Yeah, 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 yeah I know that game. You had to set stuff up in front of them. And there were different Lemmings. There were Lemmings who could dig. And there were Lemmings that could parachute. Uh, I remember the parachute one. Yeah, you had to the stop one? them yeah, from dying. That's right. I did play this game. You had to get a certain game. number across. Oh if you God. like puzzle games like that, this is a pretty fun game because you walk around and you open up drawers and and uh, you shoot these little guys and they wad up your gun and your gun gets more powerful to where at the beginning of the level where you can only move like a book, by the end of it you're like throwing, you know, uh, like shelves and beds across the thing trying to find more of the guys and uh, turning shit on, like turning on... Um, TV sets and, you know, toy cars and stuff. And it's a fun game, you know, and there's two-player. You can play it. You know, my girlfriend and I tried playing it last night, and uh, it's fun. So, know? I mean, but, like, is the controller, is that, like, a novelty, or awesome. is it going to stick? It's great. It's great. It, it, I mean, you can't compare it to a PS3 or an Xbox because that's, like, a handheld yeah. controller. Uh, I started going for pro in baseball, and it it's fluid. You yeah. know? Do you have, like, the little, the little uh, vi- uh, vibrator module for it? Yeah. Yeah. I sit on it. Yeah. No, uh, it, it's built in. It's built in, and there's no, a, no. There's I mean, a the, like, like the, the like the little dildo with the cable where you connect. Oh, the nunchuck. Yeah, yeah. I got two of those. Yeah. You know, you have to for some games like Zelda. You have to have it. This game, you have to have it. Um, majority of games, you have to have it. But I think with that controller, like, like the potential for interactive porn is so great. That's the first. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought when I saw the Wii. I was like, it's on. <laughs> I mean, literally, we're a couple blocks away. The Wii is over there. We can go play it after this game uh. or after this uh, this show. Uh, Do you have uh, easy, easy. a beer there? Yeah. Cool. The, the great thing about it is um, if you're going to play online with friends as a community, you got to go with the PS3 or the Xbox Live because the online community is really strong. Mm. But uh, as far as having your friends all in a room, like, you're, you're like you would if you were watching a football game, the Wii is the way to go because you're yelling at each other and you're you're talking trash in person, and it's physical. You know, I saw a news story today on a dude who lost nine pounds playing a Wii, just doing Wii Sports, and it was a news story on TV. And they showed a before and after picture. And eating Subway subs or something. They showed right? a before and after picture, and they were set up the exact same. And I was like, "Wait, this motherfucker went into this wanting to lose weight and get famous for losing weight playing a Wii because he took the exact same before picture as the after uh, picture." You know, I was like, "What a little bastard." Do what I do. Get a podcast. You know, work for it weekly. Um, Kudos to you, man. Yeah. That's the way to lose weight. Just sit in a chair doing a podcast, drinking Coke. That's right. That's right. Uh, we're sponsored. In, uh, I can't even say that. Um, but those are the games that, that uh, played. Yeah, definitely get a Wii. If you've got a PS3. Was a PS3 holding up all right? I think the PS3 is, is, is what pretty, pretty bitching. I only got two games. I got Resistance and uh, 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 Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. What, 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 is, what are those games like? Because I don't know anything about Resistance. Tony Hawk, I understand. But I, like, I like the Tony Hawk one a lot. 
Mm -hmm. uh, Resistance is good. It's just, just you know, it's just shooting big aliens. Mm -hmm. And uh, how does it compare to some of the older games like uh, Wolfenstein or Doom or some of those games that you played on on the computer? Remember those? You know, those games. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean the thing about the the thing about uh, the PS3 is is it's all about the graphics. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like I don't I don't think that the uh, I don't think the games have really caught up to the system yet. You know, mm -hmm. it's going to take six months to a year before you start seeing games that really optimize that machine because the machine is like unbelievable. What are some it's of the unbelievable. if you guys could get some game franchises to adapt, what would be on the wish list? Can you guys even? Well, say we already it? talked about Postal. Mm -hmm. um, well, is an arcade game Cubert? Buck Hunter. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Buck Hunter would be a badass redneck movie, man. We're we're th you know we're thinking about that one. Yeah. The Bucks back. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know you know we want to adopt want to adapt is those. Uh, those like machines that they have in the bars, you know, those like oh, yeah. tri trivia machines. We want to turn that into a movie. The ones where like they start revealing the naked chick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you start getting stuff right, you have exactly. to get match the differences. Yeah, it's going to be, be bar trivia machine, the movie. One day there will be a, a, a day, uh, one day you'll be able to sit in a theater and have those kind of experiences communally, you know, where you interact with the screen or everybody does, you know. And uh, one big cinema you orgasm, can, you know, and, and then the porn theaters will come back. It, I mean, look, something needs to happen because like traditional movies are boring mm -hmm. in all seriousness. You know, it's like you, you joke, but like it is going to happen like that because right. like something something needs to change. I think there will come a day when the screens in your in your house are getting so good and there's so much content online that's back and forth with TV that one day people will sit down in front of the television to watch a film and have an interactive experience online with someone else watching that film, you know. Uh, there it is, plasma one beams. Day. One day, you know. But it's like I said, I mean, it's already to the point where, as a filmmaker, you know, like, or oh, oh, yeah, movie maker, mm -hmm. like so movies, well, filmmaker, one even day. even one being day. like like a, like a visual snob for when our, you learn for to our cry, own movie, you will make a film. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, and I, I I already said it, it's like. The experience of watching, like I would rather have somebody watch it on Blu-ray mm -hmm. than in the theater. I'm sorry. Like, like they're seeing a better I'm image. I'm sorry, I got a regular DVD. Yeah, you know, they're sorry. seeing a better picture, better sound, better everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hate to say that because I want people to go to the movies, but I mean, it's just better mm -hmm. until theaters change, right? Which, which they are to become interactive. Yeah, you or know. you know, digital, 3D, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you guys see Monster House? That was a yeah. great 3D experience. It's so good. It was really good. 3D. So good. Um, up for best animated film. I hope it wins. It is. Oh, I cool. think it should win. I hope it wins. Um, what else would you know? What else is it up well, against? Well, you know, Pixar. But it's up to uh, yeah, yeah. against Pixar and but Monster Kaz. House is pretty special. And something it's else. A cool movie. <coughs> well, uh, you guys have been awesome on the show. Uh, Let me know. Anything else you want to plug besides this? Your ass with a Wii controller. <laughs> We're going to go do that right now. Um, thanks for being on the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for making cool. a really fun movie, you know? Uh, I hope everybody goes out and checks it out, or if not, buys it on Blu-ray, of course. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. We'll be back next week with a review of The Hitcher by Dave Myers. And, Go, Dave. Um, yeah. See Peace. You guys.